three. It's McCaffrey. Oh, what a hole! A gaping hole! McCaffrey, one man to get around, and he's tripped up inside the five. Now, back to Steiny and Guru on 95.7 The Game. Yeah, 49ers beat the Raiders 37-34 in overtime on uh, Sunday. They have the second seed now. Man. So that means as of now, they'll have two home games and one road game against the uh, Philadelphia Eagles if the Eagles can get that far. We'll see. Quarterback hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Stani, I've been critical of JP all season. He's playing playing, but you can also say he contributed to Yeah. Uh, I, I'll, I do want to make a make a point about Jordan Poole, but okay. I think Lorenzo Neal is poised. But if he's not. So I'm looking at Jordan Poole. This, this is what we got him? Nah, see, I can't. We'll get back. Yeah, but I, I, you know me, I lose my train of thought. All right, we got him. All right, well, Low Neil, what's up, buddy? Hey, what's up, guys? How we doing? Happy Do- New Year, baby. Yeah, Happy New Year, Low. Happy New Year. Uh, ho- Very belated Christmas. It was great, guys. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Lorenzo, we got to go to the, the the big story, obviously, with with Demar Hamlin. Um, what have you ever seen anything like it in your time in the no. NFL? No, I have not, guys. It was watching the game last night. I mean, hey, this is for the AFC number one seat, and mm. I was, you know, I wanted to see a great game. You looked at Cincinnati, great first start. Buffalo comes down, scores their three, and this was going to be a dogfight. It's going to be a great game. And Guru and Steiny, the thing that that took me, that took, I was taken back. It was a Guru. You've hit me. You've hit harder than that. And Steiny, you've probably been hit harder than that. That's the thing that struck me. But first glance at the hit, guys, I'm telling you right now, that's a routine tackle. The guy threw him over his body, and it was like, I was like, okay, did it. And you've seen him stand up, and he falls out, and it was like, what happened? I knew it wasn't a concussion. I played football long, long enough to know that it's not a concussion. I played football long enough to know that, hey, this is not a concussion. It can't be broken neck or nothing like that because – the guy just turned into him. He didn't hit him underneath the chin. He didn't, and it's like, and then you saw the guy stand up and collapse. And in my in my seventeen year career, guys, high school, college, pros, I've never seen anything like that. And I think the, the thing that just like struck me was the aftermath. That when watching these men cry and weep, when you see a guy, you know, is trying to resuscitate him and. And the magnitude in which it happened, and just to watching guys weeping and praying and, and coming together and, and, and understanding both sides. And the game meant nothing. Didn't care if they got to watch the game. People were, didn't care. It was just the fans were cheering. And everyone understood that moment, that moment that there was a life that on a field, that, you know, a grown man playing a kid's game, getting a king dress. It does not pose a happen like that. And my thoughts and prayers is with this young man and his family and both these teams and just his mom and his father and, you know, the loved ones. I t- reached out to Kelly Skipper, who was a running back coach for me at Fresno State, who was my coach with the Raiders and been knowing him for over 30 years. And, um, you know, he just, you know, said praying. I said, I'm praying for you guys. And, you know, he's a Buffalo running back coach. So, you know, it, it was very concerning to me. So it was just I've never, to answer your question, guys, never seen anything like that. Um, know that he was, you know, in pretty bad shape and just – just haven't seen anything like it ever. Lo, I'm with you, and unlike you, you're a former player, Stani. You know, I'm a fan, and I was on my couch watching what I deem, you know, these guys are gladiators to me from different sides, you you know, weeping and, and holding each other. 
And I, honestly, I tweeted this out, Low. I felt like there's no way, and, and you could say it's selfish, but just from my vantage point, there's no way this game should continue. And then you heard the comment Joe Buck talk about, hey, they've been given five minutes. And I give kudos to both coaches because I'm not in the know, but I feel like they made the decision, like, we, we can't continue to play. Did Can you share with us what was going through your mind? Like, did you think, okay – after that ambulance left the field, are they going to actually try to continue this game? Because I did. Yeah, I, I, you know what, guys? Here's why I said no. Because you guys have seen guys get hurt, bad on the field, blown knees, guys get knocked out. You saw Tua. You've seen, but you see guys' hands. When Tua got knocked out, his hands crossed. But you see guys get carried off the field in, in, you know, on the stretcher, and the thumb goes up, and they resume play. See, guys, this was different. That's why I'm saying, and like you, to your point, Guru, this was something I've never seen. I've seen guys get carried hell. Guru, you guys laugh at me. I got knocked out and, you know, had, you know was out. No one cried. I but they knew that I was going to be okay. Tua, you know, getting knocked out. You see him go cross-eyed and get knocked out and hands go, you know, and he's hurt. But you still see his thumb go. You see guys with a stretcher that's sometimes maybe even – paralyzed being and you still see them a thumb up or they they conscious and guys still able to play but last night when you saw life leaving guy and they stopped breathing and doing mouth to mouth on the field and people are crying and saying they can't breathe you can't see you couldn't play that after that that that's the difference and we've seen guys horrific injuries daryl stingley you know jack yeah, yeah. so we've seen horrific injuries but the way that they saw this guy go lifeless and the way that they stopped breathing and bring the ambulance you didn't see a Allen actually came on the field and, and did see that. If they would have played last night, what if another guy get hurt? The guy's the mental attitude of those games. What now if someone gets any injuries, anything? The NFL couldn't let that after last night. It was just, it was it was an eerie different feeling. And that's why I think you and Steiny and everyone's talking about across America is because it was different. It was eerie. We've, we've seen big hits, guys. They know that that was just odd and a different and i don't think it you know it's two things i mean in my when i watched it i watched it 50 times and i'm not a doctor but i can tell you either he's getting ready to make the tackle you see him, he's not really thinking the guy's going to turn into him so maybe his body's just lax and then all of a sudden he just he surprised him so it hit him like in the chest and maybe boom it hit his heart so it's like okay it skipped a beat or he had some type of you know aneurysm or something like that because it wasn't a helmet to helmet. Right. It was not a violent blow. Yeah. Lorenzo Neal joining us on 95 7 the game. He joins us uh, usually on Mondays. Um, and then you can also hear him Mondays at 6 on the football hour with Sean Salisbury. Um, let's, uh, let's turn our attention to the 49ers real quick. Uh, low, they won 37 34 in overtime. Probably tougher game than a lot of people thought. But let, 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 me, let me ask you this about Christian McCaffrey. I, I felt like when. The, the news came out that the Panthers would entertain something with Christian McCaffrey in terms of a trade. I, I almost felt like, how do I put like he he was a, he's been a little banged up, but like they have gotten the Christian McCaffrey who's a superstar. You know what I mean? Like he's 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 better, not than I just thought he was, but I feel like maybe the 49ers saw that he still a great, great player when maybe other teams were like, he may have lost a step. You know what I mean? It's very simple, guys. I say it all the time. Guru, Steiny, you guys always know I say this. 
I say, if all things being equal, players make plays, but coaches make decisions yeah. that can help determine outcomes of the game. If Jerry Rice is lined up playing man, and you're playing, you as a coach say, I'm going. If you as a DB say, I'm going to play man to man, have fun, because Jerry Rice is going to make a play. The coach's job is the doubling, bracketing, do other things that's going to help determine the outcome of the game. Because if you lined up and said, I'm going to go man to man all day, coaches, he's going to eat you up. So the coach has to make a decision that's going to help determine the outcome of the game, and that's take Jerry Rice away. You take certain guys away. McCaffrey, guys, when you see what Cal Shanahan has been able to use him as a chess piece and move him around the pod and move him around the board, line him up in the slot, line him up at the X, line him up at the Z, line him up at the F, they move him all over and run the ball, throw the ball, What all the things he can do. This guy, to me, guys, is one of the closest, and I'm not saying this just because he's a Niner and we've covered the Niners. He's the closest thing to LaDainian Thomason in a long time. Now, he doesn't have the – he can't make got cut on a dime and make you know leave ten cents change. He can cut on a dime and leave nine cents change, he, and you know he doesn't have maybe as much wiggle. But as far as the speed, route running, be able to beat guys in the route, passing tree, you can guard him. He's too too physical and too fast for safeties, and he's too fast for linebackers and too physical for safeties. How do you line him up? This guy is a nightmare. So McCaffrey, to me, when you think about just what he's brought to the offense. He's made this offense, in my opinion, guys, unstoppable. Mm. It, it made this offense way more consistent, Guru, yeah. because mm. the versatility you can get from McCaffrey. Dude, I just told Stani and the listeners pretty much the same thing, Lo, and I'm going to be real here. You know I like to play the ponies. It was nine and a half. Coming into this game, I just knew the Niner defense was going to slaughter uh, the Raiders. But we talked two weeks ago, and I said, you know what, Stani Lo? The, the Niners, D, they've been getting a good whistle. I've been seeing some plays made. They've been called back. And this is just one game. But this Niner defense, I didn't recognize them. Now, they got a game against Arizona. And, you know, Arizona, they're, they're not playing for anything low. But going into the playoffs, I got to believe whoever the Niners tangle with, they're going to look at this tape and the Kansas City tape. But to you, a former player, Describe, have you lost any confidence in this defense and mainly the secondary with what you well, saw Sunday? Great question, Guru. And, and, and Steiny, every time I come on, I always ask, and Steiny, you and I, we go out and we, 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 but we say, you only can play the teams that's put in front of you. Yep. They played against a team in the Raiders that only lost these, if they lost one game, got beat really bad, and that's by the Saints by 20. But besides that, it's been one score games. This Raider team. That was a playoff game for the Raiders. The Raiders had, if they were had any hopes, that was a playoff. They, the, the Niners played a playoff game. Now, I, I've always said that, hey, I don't know if this, this defense is, is, is as great as everyone's. No, it's not. Right. And, and it, it's not as great as everyone. I, I will say everyone's, oh, this is like the Bears. No. Right. They haven't played anybody with a great offense. They played Kansas City. You see what happens. And you've seen when you played against great teams. Well, not great teams because the Raiders not great. But a team that can score and put some points on the board and have some weapons, you struggle. Now, here's the deal. I'm not saying that they're a bad defense. It's, it is a good defense. I'm just saying let's not hold on when we talk about this is Ed Reed and the Baltimore Ravens right. and Ray Lewis. And that's what people just got to be a little bit back that down just a little bit. Now, it's a good defense. Now, let's, let's face it. Nicky Bosa can play on any defense, and he would be good right. in any area, and he would be great in any area. The end of that game, Nicky Bosa, he closed that game for him. He put the pressure, put his tackle, the tackle in the quarterback's lap, the quarterback throw the ball up for grabs, and that was that one. There was the interception. But I'll tell you right now, to me, this was the best game for the Raiders, guys. 
This was the best game for the Raiders of this year, in my by far. This was the best team game that I've seen them play. Because your defense did make plays. Your offense had to make plays. Brock Purdy had to come from behind. You got to see this offense. That this, the guru, didn't you have to, didn't you enjoy it? Because when the defense needed to make a big stop, it did. Right. When they were down double digits, they needed to get a stop and a turnover, and they got the ball back. Offense, offense got three points, seven points. They made plays when they needed to. I loved it because you got to see Brock handle pressure, have to have to delegate and put the ball in different spots, have to be down, have to go down to drive to win, have to go out back and take the lead. You got to see every the ebb and flows of a football game, and you got to see a quarterback that's a rookie that taken offense. They said, "I want to see how this guy plays from behind. I want to see him in a pressure situation." The guy was unflappable. I got to see something from the offense as a team that gives me more hope yeah. in the playoffs than I've ever had. Because we all said if this team gets down by ten. We all said if a team gets 30, we always said the first team to 30 or 28 loses. Now the Niners can't come back. You'll see now, we've got to see this week that you can see a team that can be down but have the ability to score and to strike at any time. That's what I loved about the Niners. Yeah. Lorenzo Neal joining us on 95-7, the game. Um, let, me, let me ask you about, and I know we don't talk about the Raiders a lot, but when they uh, – released Carr and told him to, you know, go away, not to be a distraction. You know, Derek Carr's been their quarterback for a decade or so, and my initial thought was, okay, that's the franchise quarterback. He's a class act. He seems to be loved by his teammates. This team is really on the edge this week. I'm talking about the Raiders. Like I, You know, it could have been a 45-3 game. John Dickinson... Our man says to me before the game, he says, you know what we're going to find out a lot about today? And I said, what? He goes, uh, we might find out a little bit about Derek Carr. And I said, what? And he goes, you know what? We're going to find out about Derek Carr. Mm. Because if, if this thing was so emotional and the team was so distraught, they might have given less than 100% effort. But mm. like that was a real... Like that was a professional. Those guys wanted that was a big game for the for the Raiders, even though it was in the aftermath of something where you know the organization was getting criticized for not caring and all that kind of stuff. Rightfully so, rightfully so. But I, I, Sonny, I totally understand. Here's the thing: they were professionals, but at the same sense, they're going to go out there and they play for them. And at the same sense, they understand that these guys that they that, that they still had a chance to get a playoff. They still lost like the Raiders. They still was made it a one-score game. Tell me how many games the Raiders lost, just like yeah. the game that we saw this past Sunday. Tell me how many mm. games that the Raiders car threw an interception at the end of the game. At the end of the game. Tell me the, last week against the Steelers. So did we not see a carbon copy of what the Raiders have done this whole year, a yeah. one-score game? Yeah. So I get it. So for me, it's not necessarily a car. I think that it's the coach. I look at this coach, and you think about what he's done. Last year, Carr takes him to the playoffs. They almost beat a Cincinnati team in Cincinnati, and now all of a sudden it's Carr. What about this head coach McDaniel? This is his second trip. What has he done? This team, were hard. they went out and brought Devontae Adams, brought in them more weapons. Why did this team underachieve? I just think, look, if you want to turn the page on Carr, that's fine. That's the NFL, and that's your prerogative. If you're a coach, you're an organization. But you just don't handle a guy who's been in your organization like that. That's not class. I don't think you handle Derek Carr and say, oh, don't come to the stadium. Don't do this. Don't do that. He's a, he's a pro. 
you don't do that to an individual. We don't want you to stay there. We want you nowhere apart. That's just, to me, that's the part that I'm like, God, the, could, could you have handled that a different way? If you don't want to start him, fine. Don't want to sleep, that's fine. Hey, Derek, you understand this is why we're doing this. But I just think for you to say stay away and do the way they did, I just think that oh, you owe the guy more than that. No, that's great stuff, Low. You know what? I don't even want to put you on the spot, but it's the last thing in regard to Hamlin. So Buffalo has a game this week against New England, Low, and Cincinnati for that matter. And right now, by all reports, you know, he's fighting for his life in a hospital. They, they, they don't know what's going on. Can you just walk us through what you think today and this week will be like? Like, this doesn't just, oh, let's get back to work, especially, you know, since we don't have the prognosis of him doing better. Can you put yourself in Buffalo's shoes of, like, how how does the organization try to get ready for this weekend? Yeah, it's tough. You know, it's it's tough. I mean, we had a guy, Stephen Foley, you know him very well. Guru, you know, you know, Steiny, you as well. We go – he gets shot, you know. He gets Stephen Foley, outside linebacker, one of the best linebackers in the league. He's having a Pro Bowl type of year. He gets shot. We're at the Chargers, you know. One of our brothers gets shot, and he was a big part of our team, and we lost him. Marty Shannon was the coach, and we had to rally. and And you know, it's tough, but this is a tougher situation. But guys are resilient. This is a situation that you know that hey, I was doing radio, and you know, lost my father. And, and, and I don't mm-hmm. know if athletes are built different and do the things to do in Steiny. We know that sometimes the show still has to go. Now, you can say, okay, do you, do you say, do you, if you ask, if I understand what's going on, this is horrible. But it's like the Buffalo Bills feel they have a chance to win a Super Bowl. They have a good team. Do they just, do you say, can we just postpone the season and say, we don't want to play. We just want to stop playing for the, the rest of the year. We don't want to play next week, the week after. We don't want to go to the playoffs. You can't do that. Cincinnati was had a chance to be the number one seed, or number could be one possibly number one seed. So the show has to go on. I know, I know personally. I can speak like you said, Guru. I played this game, and I've been in some tough collisions. You know, C four, C five. My neck's jacked up. They want me to do surgery. Didn't know if I was going to retire. You know, been knocked out, and all those different things. I can tell you right now, if I was unconscious, if I was, in, well, I can tell you now why I'm not. I would want my team to play. And I would want my team to rally. I would want my team to be tough. And I would, if I could talk, if I could say, I said, right. guys, go win it for me. I'll say, guys, go and play. I would not, as a player, even though your heart's heavy and you're just, you, you know, Dwight Jr. say out with best one of my best friends in his restaurant. This was a brother to me. Even with a heavy heart, guys would still want guys to go on and live their life and play a game that that's what he got hurt playing a game that he loved. Mm. Hello. Good stuff, uh, man. Appreciate uh, appreciate your time, and uh, we'll talk to you next week, buddy. No worries. Cheers, guys. All right. That's Lorenzo Neal, former uh, NFL fullback. Yeah.